0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: God, in the name of Jesus, we are just so grateful to be here in your presence this day. Thank you, Lord, for even though forecasts revealed something different, we were all able to get here safely and be here without incident, without accident, without delay. And it's for your glory. We thank you for what you wanna do in the midst of us during this time together around your word. Holy Spirit, you have free course and free reign. Move as you need to move. Do what you will in our presence, as we will behold the beauty of holiness and all that is done and seen here today. Father, I pray none of me but all of you speak through my mouth. Give me the courage, give me the wisdom, the utility and the capacity to be able to offer what you have given us from your word and to do right by it, to rightly divide it. Bless my time of preparation and bless this time that we all get to dine and sup on your word together. I pray that everyone who is in this room would receive what they need through this word today and from you, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. What a wonderful day it is, amen. You know, I just, I have to say this about my husband that you know, in the very same way he's talking about me. There are people who tell me your husband is your biggest fan, <laughs> and I know that to be true. He just lights up when he's talking about me. Um, but the same goes for him. There's so much in him. You know, we go to these meetings and sometimes, and I, and I love going to the different meetings. You know, that we're invited to. But I'm like, honey, you do this, and we just don't put a name on it. We've ne- we've always been that way, right? Like we just don't put names on what the Lord is doing. We just know that it's the Lord. And, you know, and we have the awesome, I know y'all know how much of a blessing he is, but we have the awesome opportunity to every week that he's preaching outside of these four months that he hasn't um, to hear from a prophet, to hear from a teacher. The teaching gift is so strong in him, probably stronger in him than in any other uh, minister or pastor that I know personally. I don't know about you, but the teaching gift is just so strong in him. But um, he's not just that. He's just a dynamic pastor and man of God and leader. And I'm so grateful not only to be your wife, but to be under your leadership here at King of Living Ministries. So thank you for this opportunity. Um, thank you for not thinking I was crazy when I asked to preach something that you are well more equipped to preach than me or to speak about than I am. But I, I did believe that the Lord was showing me some things. You know. Um, even as I was preparing this sermon or these these sermons in this series, I was like, Dwayne, it's like I hear you in my ear every time as I'm typing or studying because you've been saying this stuff for years. You've been living this stuff for years. And it's like even though I knew it to be true and even though I've experienced it for myself, it's like I really understand and hear you now. And um, it's my great desire to be able to communicate it um, to you guys in a way that you can apply this to your lives too and not just hear about it um, from him and, and how much it's impacted his life but for it to also impact your lives by applying it. So that's why we're here today. That's why we're here last week and that's why we'll be here next week. And in the week after that, PD will be speaking again, praise the Lord. If I don't just go ahead and let him tag team next week, he's up here long enough before I got up here, he's ready to come back, okay? <laughs> that's all right, honey, it was all good. So, last week, we talked about, um, we started our confession series, that, that tongue on fire that Dave has put all over social media and all over here. Um, you know, we got into the introduction about that, about what that was about. Um, so, today, we're going to go um, into part two. And I'm calling today, so last week, we talked about, does anybody remember what the sermon title was last week? Yeah, you can say it. Wait, wait, let's give someone else a chance first. Does anybody remember the sermon title from last week? The matter of life, death, and life. Amen, Angel. Amen. Yes, that was it. So last week, last week we talked about a matter of life, death, and the heart. And um, so we're going to follow that up with day and night where meditation meets confession. So I just want to review a little bit um, from last week because it sets us up for today. So... Um, Last week we defined confession as agreement with God. It's what we say all the time in any medium. So whether we're on um, social media, typing out, you know, snapping, whatever you're doing, that's still your confession. That's all, everything we say as believers is a part of our confession. Our first confession as believers was when we confessed um, the Lord Jesus. We believed in our heart and then we confessed that Jesus was Lord, according to Romans 9 through 10. we talked about the fact that words matter in light of God's creative power. And in Genesis 1:1, we see that there was nothing until God said, and then there was. So words matter because they, they, God used them to create everything that we see. And then also words matter for us because we're going to be judged on that great day for every word we've said. Um, and, you know, we don't think about that. When we think about that day when we, you know, we get to glory and it's like, oh, that good and faithful servant enter in. We don't think about the fact that he's also going to be like, okay, let's talk about your words. Let's talk about what you were saying. So words matter in light of that. Um, and then we talked about that words have power only because power has words going back to Hebrews 1, that um, the, the word of his power. Um, it's, and we talked about how it's possible to speak God's word and yet have no power because you don't believe it. There are lots of people who say one thing but live another. We looked at the example in Titus, the first chapter there. So that's a quick review of everything we talked about in terms of, word, of uh, your confession being a matter of of life and death in the heart so we had these three points about what confession does confession brings your heart to the surface because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks right so what's in your heart is revealed and conveyed through your speech through what you're saying we also talked about how confession brings conviction in other words, when you get on to speaking those things that be not as though they were and speaking in faith and speaking God's word, whenever you don't do that, you're convicted because you're reminded, oh, that doesn't sound like what I've been saying. So confession can bring conviction. It can bring conviction so that you don't say the wrong things, but then it can also, um, what, what you repeating the word of God within your own hearing also places that word of God in your heart. So you're building up that storehouse of the word and that that out of that abundance you'll begin speaking the right things. And then confession brings convergence. So remember I talked about that whole circle of integrity, like that intersection between the mouth and the heart and the mind and reading the word and praying in faith and how everything comes together. Confession is like the convergence of all of those things. What we believe, what, um, what what we read, everything that we do as believers converges in what we say. So that's a review. So today, um, oh, there was one thing I wanted to mention last week. So remember I talked about how confession, I always thought about confession, like being mafia movies where they're like, confess. And, you know, one thing I got to remember about me is that I didn't grow up in church. Like this is all like from adulthood on. Um, But a lot of times when I'm talking about confession to people who don't go to church, they're thinking about like Catholic confession, which I'm familiar with because I wasn't a Catholic, but my dad was a Catholic. So when we talk about confession, we're not talking about confession of sins in a formal way according to you know, this particular organized religion. We're talking about everything you say. It can include confession of sin, but it's not just you know confessing to the priest. okay? So I just wanted to like clear that up for anybody who had questions about confession. We're talking about uh, what it is to confess as a Bible-based um, spirit-filled believer. Amen? So just a little fun there. So um, let's go ahead and get started. So our scriptures for today, um, um, day and night, where meditation meets confession, comes from Psalm 1 and Joshua 1. So we can read through um, Joshua and highlight that passage, and then we'll, we'll just keep going. Okay? So we're looking at Joshua 1, Joshua chapter 1, and we're looking at Psalm chapter 1. Okay, so we don't really need to read all of this. We might as well. It's not too long. Um, Chapter one says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. So verse 6, this is what we want to highlight today. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And it goes on. Um, So, and, and that's, that's all we really need to focus on. So, you know, For those who may not be familiar um, with or as familiar with Bible, Moses, um, his great um, life's work and uh, and purpose was to lead. Well, besides writing a great deal of the, the, um, the Torah, was to lead God's people who had been held captive in Egypt, out of Egypt and not just out of Egypt, but into the promised land. But because of some of the things, you know, that you can read on your own time if you're you know, interested, he didn't make it there. He didn't fulfill all of it, but he got them just to that point. And then it, Joshua was charged with getting the people there. And this is what we, the, the word of the Lord that came to Joshua in order to give him that mandate to go. And Lord And the Lord encouraging him and saying, hey, just be strong. Just be courageous. I'm with you. I won't leave you. This is what you're going to do. But in order to do this great thing, in order to do this great work that this great man of God before you wasn't able to accomplish in his long life, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to be strong and courageous, right? Strong and very courageous, the Lord says again. Careful to do according to all the law. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may have good success and to not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate. You shall meditate on it when? Day, day, and night. day and night. And so that's how we got here today, day and night, where meditation meets confession. All right. So that's where we are. So I also want to look at Psalm 1, because Psalm 1 says it pretty succinctly. Verse 1, it goes like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates what? Let's read that again from verse 1. Let's read it together. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Very important. And we'll just continue on with verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Let's read that last line together. In all that he does, he prospers. So when we talk about prosperity, and and we know that the Lord our God, through Jesus Christ, has saved us to the utmost, we believe in this particular church that we have been saved from a, a, a lot of things. Um, the main thing, of course, is eternal damnation and the wrath of God. But inclusive of all the benefits is that prosperity. That isn't just money it's prosperity in every way that we are called to prosper and be in good health even as our souls prosper but the key to obtaining prosperity is not just being engrafted into this great family we've been born again into there is also a responsibility we have that convergence that we were talking about that intersection you know so yes we believe we believe and confess unto repentance and salvation but we can't just stop there now, a lot of people do that. A lot of people who are Christians today, they're just going to stop at, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, right? They're just going to stop there, and I'm saved from eternal damnation. I made it in heaven. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and that's okay for them. That's okay for them, right? So when the rest of us are moving on up and we're going for man, I'm going to visit you at your mansion in glory. Don't try to act like you don't know me in heaven, okay? And then, you know, so... When we're up there enjoying the rewards, hopefully prayerfully, you know, that the Lord grants us because we've just gotten beyond that. Oh, okay, I believe and then I'm just going to do whatever else I want to do. And I'm not going to be accountable to the hard things in this word. One of the things is to confess God's word, to believe it and to confess it. This is not easy. You know, there are people who will become successful because they didn't necessarily confess the word all day. But I'm going to tell you, they've been confessing something. They've been putting some work in some way. Even if they don't believe like we do, they've been doing something day and night. They've been consistent. They've been intentional. They've been disciplined. We in the kingdom, we should be more prosperous than them. Because we not only have access to wisdom that is in the world that can help us to become and be and do all those things that we're called to do, but we also have the word, which should be the source of all of that. We should be redefining success, I believe, in a way that we haven't tapped into in the body of Christ. So we can make our own way prosperous by agreeing with God's word. Remember when we talked about confession just being agreeing with God's word? By agreeing with what God says and by saying it, we make our own ways prosperous. I don't have to depend on God. Well, of course we do. We rely upon him for our salvation, but then he's given us a responsibility too. If he created this world and everything in it with his words and then we can do greater works than Jesus, part of that greater works is speaking some things and beholding some things, not just for the sake of the words themselves, but because of our faith, right? So a couple of things I want to kind of talk about. We talked about meditate. We saw that clearly in both passages, meditate day and night. So I want to talk about that word that's translated meditate. It's from the Hebrew word. I know that says H-A-G-A-H, but that actual word is pronounced daga. I don't understand it. I'm going to say it one time and just move on. You can read it, okay? It's translated to English as meditate. It means literally the definition in the Bible for that word that's translated meditate in those passages, it means to moan, to growl, to utter, to speak, to muse. So you mean to tell me I'm going to make my way prosperous by moaning day and night? <laughs> Must be the Lord it makes no sense to me. The phonetic spelling, that's what we talked about, Doggone! You want to say that together? all. Very good, Bible scholars. Okay, let's leave that right there. And again... Dog-all. The definition, to moan, growl, utter, speak, muse. So that's what meditate means. So the relationship between meditation and confession is pretty close. Confession can also be a public declaration, though. We do that every Sunday when we do our church confession, right? But this meditation piece is a confession that is meant to be private between you and the Lord. It's day and night. I mean, you can meditate in front of, they don't have to necessarily, I mean, there's, there's a cross section, right? There's an intersection because meditation is confession. Um, parts of confession is meditation. So, I mean, you may be meditating on God's word and I may hear it, but it's meant, the, the, the purpose is not for others to hear it. The purpose is for you to hear it. The purpose is for God to hear it. So confession is what you say all the time, Right? Day and night, right? It's not just you in a corner repeating the same words over and over, but we see from meditation that it means that too. It does include that. It's not just that, but it includes that. Day and night. Night and day. Don't let, it, don't let the word off of your mouth. Don't let it out of your lips. In other words, stop saying this stuff that's vain and it has no power and fill your mouth with power and you'll see some results in your life. Now, I just want to set, level set right here that, you know, don't be a Harry Potter Christian. That's right. That's right. Your Bible is not a spell book. But there are some people who don't understand that. And I, I don't want to out anybody real quick, but there's a story that y'all know. But you can't just, like, put your Bible somewhere and be like, yeah, you know, fight the power. Like, your Bible is not a spell book. Right. The Bible has power. The words of the Bible have power because we believe them. You know, that's why we talked about last week. It's possible for people to say, just read right from that Bible and see no results in their lives, not even living right, because they don't believe it. They don't believe it. There's no conviction. So I just want to make that clear. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to define the Old Testament term, which we've already done. We're going to focus on what we should be saying all the time, day and night. We're going to explore what determines good success. And we're going to discuss how the words we say all the time determine our outcomes. Because confession can also be the source of peace, courage, and strength we need to fulfill our kingdom purpose. Amen? I'm going to say that again. Um, Confession is, our confession can be the source of the peace, courage, and strength We need to fulfill our kingdom purpose. All right. Amen? Amen. So we're going to keep going here. Our meditations are not spells (laughs) from a spell book, like we just said. Shout out to all the Harry Potter Christians. (laughs) Um, But our meditations... should be repetitions of the word of God as a form of agreement with God's word. Our meditations fuel our confessions and our ability to speak those things that be not as though they were. So in other words, so it's kind of hard to meditate when you don't believe it. Meditation is kind of happening after, like confession can happen and you don't necessarily believe it yet. Or, it's, or let, me, let me say that differently, no. It, it's it's happening at the self same time. Like, remember, you believe in your heart and then you confess. But meditation is kind of like, okay, this is an understanding. This is, this is what I believe, and I'm repeating it because I agree with it. That's what a meditation is. It's not quite meditation yet if you're still saying it just to kind of grasp hold of it with faith. You have faith already, and your meditation increases it. Our meditation should be fuel for our confessions and fuel for our faith. So with that little faith, we begin with the meditation. It increases. That meditation fuels faith and fuels our confessions, powers our faith, powers our confessions. You know, we talk about hearing, that faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing comes by the word of God. Well, meditation is speaking the word of God in your hearing. So that powers, it fuels your faith and therefore your confessions. Our meditations should also be pleasing to God. The things we think about, the things we're saying day and night should please God. I'm convicted right there because I'm pretty sure that a lot of stuff I say day and night doesn't always please God, but I'm working on it too, guys. But, like, our meditations should be pleasing. They should be full of faith because why? Why do you say that, Courtney, that in order to please that for our meditations to please God, that they should be full of faith. Faith, Excuse me. Does anybody want to take a stab at putting that together? It's without faith. It's to God. Amen, Bible scholars, because <laughs> without faith, it's impossible to please him. How do you think you're pleasing God? We can't if we don't have faith, which is kind of hard to hear when you're struggling in your faith. You mean just because I'm weak and vulnerable, Lord, I'm not pleasing you? Well, it's the truth. That doesn't mean that, he's, that, doesn't mean that his love has stopped towards you. That doesn't mean that his grace is drying up towards you. That doesn't mean that there isn't mercy. But no, there's an abundance of mercy that's available. But yes, like we're not really pleasing God when we're not in faith, which is hard to hear. But it's the truth anyhow. Our meditation should be honest, full of integrity. So you're not really meditating if you don't believe it. You're not meditating. So I'm doing what you said in that sermon and my way is not being made prosperous. I'm not making my way prosperous. It's not working. No, you are dishonest because you don't believe it yet. That's how meditation works. So it's not as easy as it sounds. The steps are clearly outlined in scripture, but when you think about the application of it and living it out, it's really not as simple as it sounds. It takes some work. I heard TD Jakes say um, a couple of weeks ago, they do like this annual event um, at, um, in Glen Arden, Maryland. And he said, please understand that success is difficult. It is hard to be successful. It takes hard work. So there can be greatness inside of you, amen. But if you don't work it, you won't see the fruit because it takes work. It takes something. It takes action. So we're talking about our meditations. There's a connection to the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts and pleasing God. I'm gonna say that again. That's not the slide I have up here, but I, I think I might have them out of order, but that's all right. Oh, I do have them out of order. I'm sorry. Pardon me, you guys. I was trying to make it easy for you. Yeah. There is a connection to the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, and our ability to please God, according to this scripture here. This is Psalm 19. Psalm 19 is an awesome psalm. I encourage you to read it in entirety. You know, um, if it comes up in the Bible plan, get really excited about it or, you know, supplement your Bi- your daily Bible reading by uh, taking a look at this psalm. It's beautiful. But verse 14 says this. Let the words of my mouth. And I think this is kind of common to a lot of us. We've heard it before. I'll start again. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So that translation acceptable also means pleasing. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them please you, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. There is a connection to the words of our mouths, the meditations of our heart, and our ability to please God. So what we memorize, this is these two, so I'm going back here. What we memorize or give substantial time, space, or attention to we begin to hide in our hearts. And many of us are doing this by default. You know, I was so convicted. I'm, al- I'm often so convicted when P.D. is talking about the Bible reading. But even more so now that I am deeply immersed in this whole confession and meditation piece and its intersection with, you know, uh, why? Because I understand now the importance of filling ourselves with the Word even more so in light of speaking and meditating the Word of God and believing the Word of God. But the, the sobering thing is that when we are not reading our Bibles, we are being conformed to this world because that's what's coming into us. That's what we're reading. So we're not, we don't already have, like, the strongest reserve, you know, right? Like, so even in reading four chapters a day, right? Because there's so much other information that we're consuming. I have to read so much. Part of my job, a lot of my morning is spent reading. I gotta like consume loads of information, and I think about the volume of that information that those communications, you know, that stuff, the industry stuff that I'm reading, and how when it, when I'm in trouble or when I need to meditate, I can't be talking about marketing and you know and, and analytics and like I can't. What am I gonna do with that? <laughs> so. I need the word of God to fuel. I mean, in order to, for my meditation to fuel my confession and my faith, I need the word of God to fuel my meditations. I need the word of God in my heart. So when we don't, if we're not placing it there actively, you know, the storehouse is already very lean and low. But what we memorize or give substantial time, space, or attention to, we hide in our hearts. Whether you intend to do it or not, it shapes what you believe. It shapes the way you think. It shapes the way you respond to others. It's, it, it 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 does. It becomes a part of you. You know, we talk about, what's that old adage, you are what you eat? Well, you are what you listen to. You are what you read. You are what you watch on TV. You know. I mean, I, I am, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not judging nobody because there is liberty. You do what you want to do according to your conscience, but I don't watch ratchet TV. And there's a reason I don't watch ratchet TV. And let me just be very transparent Courtney can be ratchet enough on her own,
2: <laughs>
1: there's a natural inclination toward it. So I don't need to hear somebody, Zip, oh, 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 no, boo, boo. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know who Cardi B was for a long time, glory to God. <laughs> I didn't know and I didn't care. I don't need that. I, I I can't deal with it. I can't. So it's not just that I'm judging people. I can't deal with it. You understand what I'm saying? I can't do it. Besides the fact that I'm like I'm low key bougie anyway. So like it is like there's a lot going on with me. <laughs> I can't give time and attention to stuff. I, I I'm I'm an artist. So. I can remember lyrics. I listen to a song one time, it will be with me for the rest of my life. No, oh my. I can't just listen to anything, especially now that I hit, you know, you know, chapter forty and beyond. You know, it's interesting because there's stuff that I won't remember, I can't, but I remember stuff that I sure don't want to remember. <laughs> so now I've got like some things going on, but I confess over my mind and my youth every day. Amen. Amen. He's, re- he's renewing me, even my strength, even as the eagles. Amen. Hallelujah. Had to take that back real quick. But anyway, my point is this. Okay, and then I'm going I'm to bring up this point. So I have a young baby. I had a nerve to have a one-year-old. I still have baby brain. I do. Which is why I say don't text me stuff and don't say, st- well, what, no, what I tell y'all? Don't, just be careful what you say to me because I might not remember it. You know, Sometimes. Not intentionally, but it, and people talk about this whole baby brain piece. It's not that having a baby like makes you, you know, kills your brain cells or anything, but it's part sleep deprivation. It's part hormonal. There's some other things that are going on too, but like I'm very protective now. If I know that naturally that's what science says is happening, I got to combat that supernaturally first by my confession. So no, I don't have baby brain. Amen. Um, Or I resist baby brain in Jesus name. But I still need to be careful about what takes up time and space and attention in my mind and in my heart. Because if I'm not careful, you know, I mean, I will self-select, according to the flesh, stuff that has nothing to do with making my way prosperous, stuff that has nothing to do with the word of God. So I've got to give the word of God first place and priority. And I've also got to be diligent to not crowd it out with stuff. Like I, I don't want to be remembered. Like in in light of all this stuff, you know, in popular culture, there's a certain artist. I'm not going to even say his name. There's under fire I' you know docudrama. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And all I could do one day was remember every lyric from every song of his I've ever heard, and that was not going to do anything for me. Okay, so I had to get vigilant. I was like, in the name of, I was in my word that day. I didn't want to remember that. I didn't want to be in a meeting, you know, saying stuff and singing stuff. It was like everything somebody was saying. And I have um. And I, I have a tendency to, uh, to demonstrate the symptoms of what people call musical Tourette's. If you say something to me, I can think of a song that fits it all day long. And I can do it all day long. It can be anything. I know lyrics. They just like go. You know what I'm talking about. They just go through my head. It's what I give. It's what I have given time and attention to throughout my life. Before Christ and after. I mean, so, I mean, one time, my boss and I, one day, we were, we were walking out of a meeting. And, um, and she said something like, I wish something. And I was like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I... And she was like, I know that song, Courtney. And I was like, oh, God. You'd be surprised what I know. She said, and I've heard you do it before. You don't think we know, but we do. I'm like, oh, gosh, OK.
2: Because
1: I'm thinking I'm safe and nobody listens to the, you know, that genre. You know what I'm talking about where I work but I was wrong anyway let me move on I'm going to a big wide tangent so yeah what we memorize or give substantial time space or attention to we begin to hide in our hearts and it crowds out the things that are meant to be there to give us good success okay so I want to touch on this too so you, you you think about okay well how courtney are you saying that you know we are what we eat and we are what we bring into our hearts we are what we read we see Well, let's consider this scripture. This is Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That's how I'm saying it, because it's the word of God and it's true. You know, and I I love the second part of this, because we talk about that whole thing, or that there are people who say one thing, but they don't really believe it, and that's why their words aren't doing anything. Um, Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. His heart is not with you. It's a good segue into this the meditations of the heart, the meditation of your heart. Is your heart with God and His Word? I I can't tell you how many times people tell me, Well, I am speaking this and I am believing that. And I'm, you know, and who am I to sit in judgment? Because the Lord knows there are things that haven't yet manifested in my life that I'm believing God for and speaking as well. But I think we all have to be diligent and brave enough to admit that we may not always be in sync with what the word of God is. We may say, oh, well, I'm believing God for this. You know, or someone even may tell you in your, their, you know, they'll say in your presence, oh, yeah, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this. And as soon as you leave, but their heart is not with that. There are people who say, oh, sis, you believe I'm believing God with you on this. But when you, they depart from your presence, that ain't going to happen for her. Huh? They are not with you their heart is not with you. And for many of us sometimes on the things that are more difficult and challenging because you know again we have this space that is limited because we are limited as humans and it's been crowded out by other things. We have we already have that limited human capacity already because we're not continually feeding God's word into our hearts, into our spirit. The things that we really want to believe God for We don't have the ammunition. We don't have the fuel because our hearts are crowded out. So I think we have to be honest. Remember I talked about before that your meditation should be honest. You really got to be honest. I am saying this. I am uttering this day and night, and yet I don't know if I really believe this. Then it's not a meditation, and then it's nullified. So you got to make sure when when you're thinking about meditating, is your heart with God and His Word? And I'm telling you, and this is hard for me. This is this was this is something I got directly out of this time of study and preparation, and it's a hard thing to hear. But I can approach this from this mindset, like I'm still maintaining a 30-pound weight loss from where I was in June. I was I can say it because I, I ain't shame. I got 30 more pounds to go. I was 211 pounds in June of last year. Right now, I'm 181 pounds. And I knew I had to do something because I didn't want to live that way. I'm supposed to be cute and, 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 okay, I'm supposed to be cute and 150 at the most. That's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. Okay, and so I had to do something that some people thought were, was drastic. And my mom is calling me, You sure you want to eliminate a whole food group? That's not, I believe in moderation. I believe. I'm going to be respectful and not say anything, but you say saying that's what you believe, but I had to do what I had to do to get the results that I needed in order to have peace. One, in order to take care of my temple and do what I knew it was right to do. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to myself, what I'm saying to anybody who's listening elsewhere, you know, at another place in time, we have to be willing to do what it takes to get where we need to be. So don't be, you, you don't know why somebody's saying I'm turning off social media. You don't know why somebody's saying I'm not listening to second. oh, you deep. No, I'm not deep. I gotta, my heart is crowded out with the wrong stuff. I'm going to be very transparent right now. My husband's probably going to get me when I get home. So we talked about cussing Christians a little bit last week. I touched on it. I touched on it. I touched on it. I touched on it. I'm going to be very transparent with you. Yeah, sometimes I've said that recently, more recent than I should be admitting to. But I'm going to tell you the truth because it's the truth anyway. Devil, you're a liar. But when I say those words, it's not because I'm intentional. I'm trying to say it. First of all, I may say one word like once a month, okay? If I do, okay, I'm just all you judging people. She preaching, he to get her down from there and run bathe her in oil. (laughs) This is what I'm saying to you. When, I, when those words emit out of my mouth, it bypasses my brain because it's here. It, it's in here. What many of you may not know is like I grew up in a household where we could say those words. So when I came to the Lord, I mean, totally. We talking about changing your walk. Like I wasn't one of those people that cussed all the time anyway because, you know, my dad, you even now, my dad will be and he'll be like, that, you know, he'll he'll be shouting me down for good preaching with cuss cause that's just his way. <laughs> that's what he does. He's not gonna stop. That's just what he does. Okay. He'd be like, yeah, baby, yeah, that's right. Say that. Okay. <laughs> stop. <laughs> so when I notice that when that does happen, it's an indicator I need to get back to this word. Because it just kind of just came up out of nowhere. Wasn't even thinking about it. When I do it now, if I say it now, it's just slipping out. And I'm like, oh, man. I oh, got to get this heart right. Got to get some more stuff in here. Got to nourish this heart. This heart is crowded out with stuff from 20 years ago. What, what was I doing last week? What was I doing yesterday? So, yeah. Y'all know I'm, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Okay. Put myself out there to help you. Okay. So your heart needs to be with God and his word or else it's not an honest meditation. There's no integrity with it. The words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart pleasing to God. So when it's not just the content per se, um, but it's the faith in it. Pleasing in his sight. So we know, just as you said earlier, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without Faith, it's impossible to please him. So we must believe those things that we are thinking about, that we're meditating, that we're muttering, that we're talking about day and night, they need to be words filled with faith. And the outflow of it, like and I'm gonna tell you, and, and none of us are exempt because there's something that I do I don't know if y'all noticed it. If you come to my Facebook page or any on my social media, it's intentionally not overtly Christian. Why? Because I work in the in the workplace, and I work on social media, and people are looking me up all the time. Am I ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed? Why do you know I got it right there? You know, pastor's wife worshiped leader, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I need to be careful about what I post because I don't want nobody going to HR saying, "Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do that on purpose, right? And there are people who are kind of like, you know, intentionally, how should, how should, uh... For lack of a better word, vanilla, on their public-facing sites because <laughs> they can't really go in there and be, you know, how they are. Whatever. I mean, for better or for worse. Um. But generally, for those of us who don't have, who don't really work in media or stuff like that, have to watch their public image and stuff like that. Your social media properties. And the things that you speak to and communicate on, it's evident what you're talking, what you're thinking about, and what you're meditating on through that. Not, not, not no, no, PD and and I are not going through saying, oh, that's what you're talking about? No, we're not doing that, okay? So don't even, don't get, don't, don't do that. Don't be tempted. Tell the devil he's a liar. But what I'm saying to you, this is for your benefit, for you to help yourself and not be policing others, okay? This is for you. You just look through your timeline and just look at some of the things you've been saying and seeing the things you've been doing and just analyze it like, you know, from a what would Jesus do perspective. Not so much as would he say it, but would he be pleased with it? Why do I mention social media? Well, because that's the thing we have a record of. If you want to be a little bit more private, just go through your text messages. Because, see, for some of us, it's hard to think about our conversations, and we definitely don't necessarily want to think about what we've been confessing in private or meditating in private, because some of us may not be doing that yet. But when we talk about day and night, and meditation and confession, or what you do all the time, it's every word you say, if you kind of want a measuring stick and just kind of think about, man, are my meditations pleasing to the Lord? Is what I'm thinking. The things that I was meditating on to write that, or to post that, or to share that, or to repost that, was that pleasing to the Lord? Are we trying to lock you down and put you in jail because you're a Christian? No. But what I am saying is that there needs to be integrity, and we do need to be mindful about what we're communicating because it's part of our meditation. It's part of our confession. It's part of what we believe. It's part of who we say we are. And we want to be pleasing in his sight. Now, also, when we talk about faith and confession and meditation, faith without works is dead. So you can say things all day. You can say, I mean, and there's a great scripture. I forget um, what the passage is. Somebody who, you know, is a Bible scholar might know exactly. But you can't just say to somebody, be warm and be filled. (laughs) You got to give them some food and some clothes. If they are homeless, now don't just necessarily, you know, donate to who, you know, know, be responsible in in your giving and in your donating and all that. But what I'm saying is that you can't just say, oh, those people need to be warm and filled. You got to do something. You can't just say, oh, this floor needs to be swept. <laughs> okay, down Nabby. <laughs> call the maids. Call the, you know, call, call the butler. You better get down and do it yourself. It's going to get done. You can talk about it all day. But faith without works is dead. You can't just say something and then it happens. But you keep saying it so that you believe it. You keep saying it because it's in your heart. You keep saying it and you keep saying it and you keep saying it. And then it pushes you to act upon what you say you believe. There's a corresponding action to what you believe, whether you recognize it or not. That's why, well, never mind, I'm not gonna go there right now, because I'd be just preaching to the choir. I'm not gonna go there, that's my husband's job. Okay, so, whatever we really are full of is made complete in our actions, word and deed. Word and deed, and it's just as simple as that. It's a matter of integrity. You know, I think a lot of the time, just the way we're raised, the way we're raised can tend toward, okay, you know, what happens stay in this house? (laughs) Fix your face. (laughs) And a lot of the times we are not challenged or confronted with really having integrity within ourselves. But this whole faith and confession thing, that blows all of that out of the water. Either you believe it or you don't. And if you believe it and you believe this word and you believe that your, what you say makes your way prosperous, then you do it. So whether you believe that or not is evident in what the corresponding action is. Whether you believe it or not, if you believe it, it's made complete by what you do. For without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When you are confessing, when you are meditating, you are diligently seeking the Lord. Why? Because you're in his word. You mean, you know, well, how can you say that, Courtney? Because I'm, you know, I'm just just talking. I don't know about y'all, but I'm just trying to be real. I'm just really interested in making my way prosperous. How is that diligently seeking him? Well, it is. It is. Because you may start off with that intention of, you know what, I do believe this. It's like I, this, this is um, a line from a movie. It's not Bible. But um, there was this independent film that I saw once. And the line was something like this. That it is possible to love someone and want something from them too. And God is a good father. He's a good father who wants to reward us. So you are not out of line because you want to be rewarded. Somebody get free right now. You are not out of line because you want to be rewarded. So if you're diligently seeking the one who rewards, that doesn't mean that, oh, I have no integrity of myself because I'm just after his hand and not after his heart. Shut up. I love that song, too. But you can be after his hand and after his heart. And that's what I'm, I'm after all of him. I'm after all of him. Lord, I want your face. I want your feet. I want your hand. I want your heart. I want it all. And so I seek you to that end. The meditations that determine success agree with God's word and will concerning us. The meditations that determine success produce or demonstrate faith. The meditations that determine success result in corresponding action according to the word of God. And the meditations that determine success observe, preserve or watch over our words. Oh wait, wait. I don't think I meant to put the watch over, but they 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 but in other words our meditations that determine success, we're watching over what we say. You know, the word of God says that he watches over his word to perform it. In Joshua 1 and eight, it says, observe that you may do." be careful in some translations that you do what is in the word, that you say this, that you do this. Psalm 141 and three says this, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Now this passage here I love and this is one of my, my go-to scriptures because this is not just talking about what you say, what comes out of your mouth. But it's also talking about what you eat. Amen. So somebody write that down and say that. Add that to your confession get free. It works. <laughs> I'm a witness. Set a guard, O oh Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. We are human. You're not going to get this right all the time. So if you find that you've got something that you're meditating on or that you're confessing that is not lining up with what you believe or what you want to believe, well you just, 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 set a door, set a watch at my door. Watch, help Lord, help me watch my words. Help me watch what I'm saying. Help me value enough your word and your work in my life that when I say something that I shouldn't say, that I'm I, I'm vigilant about it. You know, um, there's a scripture, honey, help me out, because it's not my notes, um, where it talks about being ensnared by your words and if you are. So this is talking more about debt and owing money, right? It's in Proverbs. So when you owe money to someone, it talks about um, being ensnared by your words because you, you, you basically said, hey, I, I loan you this or whatever, and you put yourself in the hands of your neighbor. And so what? it's very practical. The way to fix it is to go back to that neighbor and say, hey, no, didn't mean that, can't do it. So if you find yourself saying something, that you know that you shouldn't be saying or, you know, just in that moment, repent. It's as quick as that. But you're able to repent quickly or take it back quickly or to consider it or reconsider when you're keeping watch over your mouth. Ask the Lord. He will help you and he'll help you and empower you to do it for yourself as well. So. There was a part I need to go back, to, but I'm afraid I don't know what the next slide is. So I'm going to ask you to actually use your Bibles this time. Let's go back to Joshua 1 and 8. I'm sorry, it's actually verse 7. Go back to verse 7. And when you get it, if someone can um, begin to. Oh, it's the next. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, darn. Okay. My points. But that's all right. You got it? That's fine. That's fine. We're there. Oh, oh, you. Oh, yeah. From there. Amen. You drive, you drive, you drive, you drive. Go ahead. OK, so we um, So Joshua one, verse seven, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. I want to talk about that right and the left. I want to talk about that. How can I stay focused on the word? And what does that mean, the right or the left? Well, let's talk about it. We need to remain steadfast in God's word, not looking to the right. And in scripture, biblical times, according to their understanding, the right they understood the right to mean power, authority, strength, conventional wisdom, human counsel, significant voices, influencers would be something that, you know, would be relevant in our context. But it's all still the same, too. So the Lord is instructing Joshua, stay in this word and don't look to the right or the left. It doesn't matter what T.D. Jakes said. I'm just saying it. He'll say the same thing because y'all know I love T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes is a pastor and, you know, he's preaching the word, but it doesn't matter how he said it. You stick to what is here. It doesn't matter what your boss said. You stick to what is here. It doesn't matter what your pastor said. Go home and read the passage for yourself and stick to that. It doesn't matter what your husband said. Now, I'm not not trying to get people to not respect power and authority because we respect power and authority. But the greatest power, the greatest authority is God and his word. And that's what we should be looking into first and foremost. Those people that God has placed into our lives, those voices that God has placed into our lives, those are meant to be supplemental, and they're meant to confirm. But first place is given to the word itself. And then when you talk about looking to the left, the left connotes judgment, weakness, foolishness, insecurity, lesser voices. Context that I love. Ratchet TV! Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't look to, the or, or, or even ratchet people, because there's a lot of ratchetness going on on social media, which is one of the reasons I can't do it all the time. Like, I have to get out of Instagram threads that get a little bit contentious. Like, people are crazy. Trolls, what? Okay, anyway. Yeah. So don't look to the influencers and don't look to the trolls. Stay in the word. God's wisdom is applicable in any era. It's still is the prevailing thing, no matter what we're facing. There are people, now y'all know, y'all ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I, I promise you, I'm not leaning on social media. I don't know, it's just, it's just a natural illustration. Yeah, I do that at work. I've been immersed in social media for the past two weeks at my job. But you go to these pages that you might be a member of, like a group, like I'm in a natural hair group, for instance, and those women in there talking about everything but natural hair, right, right. talking about, I've been with this man for 61 months. Should I buy my own engagement ring? Boo! Yes. I know he ain't got the money. Should I buy my own engagement ring? True story. And there'll be like 200 comments. Girl, do this, do that. Some of them are very disrespectful. And then there are people like me that take the bait every time. Honey, you need to pray. You know, I try to help sometimes if I I got a moment. If they catch me 3 o'clock in the morning and I got the time. (laughs) But you you don't listen to the good voices, the voices on the right, or the strange voices, the voices on the left. Remain steadfast in the word. That's what you're meditating on. Do that. All of that stuff can confirm or deny on the left. But listen to the word of God. Make that first place in your life. Remain steadfast in that. Our meditations are able to produce faith, courage, strength, and peace. If you notice, the Lord kept exhorting Joshua, and I think this was basically his preparation for what was ahead of him, you got to be strong, you got to be courageous. You're facing a mighty test, a mighty course, a mighty exploit, something that is going to take vigor and your attention and, you know, it's going to, you got to be all in with it. You need strength and you need courage. And even in this, the Lord, even with him promising that I'll never leave you or forsake you, he said, but look, you got to be strong. You have to be very courageous. This is not for the faint of heart. This isn't something that just anybody can do. I'm telling you again, you've got to be strong and very courageous, and I will be with you, but this is how you're going to get it done. You're going to get in my word, and you're going to say it day and night. Do you know that it's not enough to tell somebody just, girl, be strong? have courage, but there's a source to that. And in this, in this instance, I believe the Lord was giving, I know the Lord was giving Joshua the key. How are you going to be strong? How are you going to be very courageous? Get in this word day and night, get to know me as who I am. Believe me that I am the one who can sustain you. See what I have to say about you. See what I have to say about me so that you'll know that I'm able to sustain you, that I'm able to deliver you. That's where the courage and the strength come from. So our meditations on God's word can produce that strength and that courage. And then our meditations can also produce, we already talked about faith, but also peace. One of my favorite passages, anybody who knows me knows I love Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. Verse 6 says this. Do not be anxious about anything. This is the ESV version. Many of you know be anxious for nothing. That's the King James. But do not be anxious about anything, but in what? Everything. In what? Everything. Everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So in other words, pray and ask. Anything you need, pray and ask. It isn't too small. We had a prayer request on the women's call. I'm not going to detail it out, nobody. I don't know if I should be asking this, but I need prayer. Girl, ain't no prayer request too small in everything. Prayer and supp- in every Ask about everything. Why? Or what happens as a result? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, some of us are upset and don't have peace because we ain't praying enough. It's not enough to come on the women's prayer call once a week. You should be praying on your own, men. Y'all don't have a prayer call. Y'all need to be praying. Period. At least don't be don't be judging the women who just get on the prayer call and don't pray the rest of the week. Y'all ain't got no prayer call. What you doing? I'm sorry. That was that was being facetious. That was me being facetious. That was me being facetious partly. But what I'm saying, no, because, you know, like, oh, yeah. No, because, you know why I say that? You know why I say that? Because... Because, no, I'm just, speaking, I'm just speaking to that person because, look, I'm not the only one who is low-key petty in my mind. I got to shut up the flesh all the time. It's like the angel and the devil cartoon illustration, y'all. Uh, sometimes I've be thinking stuff. i am be like, shut up. So sometimes I'm talking to me and to you when I say stuff like that because there's somebody who was like, yeah, you can't just be on a prayer call once a week and you ain't praying yourself. That's who I'm talking to when I say stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, okay, no, I know. Exactly. Well, then, then I'm talking to me, okay? And look, look, what are they saying now? I don't know who need to hear this, but... Okay, that was one of those moments. I don't know who needed to hear it, but somebody did, so I'm just saying it. Because we love to judge people and, and look at other people's stuff and don't look at own. Anyway, going on. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there be any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, do what? About these things. What does that sound like to you? Meditation. Meditation. So this is where Philippians, look, if you look at this Bible, if you look at every exhortation to anybody who was going through something, it all points to what you're thinking about, what you're saying, your meditation, your prayer life, your confessions. If we look through that lens, you're going to see it everywhere. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful, that's also um, watchful, or to observe, to do all according to the law. It may seem a bit overwhelming. Can I really do this? Should I really do this? How in the world am I going to do everything that's in the word? I'm so glad you asked that. When we were born again, When we believed, there's a certain measure of word that's written on our heart anyway. His word was written in our hearts. But we can't just stop there. I want to encourage you, just like we started talking today about that person who is just satisfied with that sinner's prayer conversion and they do nothing else to take care of their salvation for the rest of their newborn life. Don't be her. Don't be him. If you just try. Just try it. Just try to say, you know what? Not only do I, I, I believe that Jesus is the son of God and that God raised him from the dead and that he died a sinless death so that I could be saved and accepted by God for all eternity. But I also believe that God's word trumps all. I believe in this and I'm going to apply it to my life. I'm going to make my own way prosperous. I'm not going to depend on nobody. I'm not going to come to church beat down, lay up. Now, you can do this. You can do that. I'm not going to wait till I get to church, though, to be beat down, laying on the altar. But I got something I can do at home. I got something I can do day and night to fix my situation in faith. I don't have to wait until the church door opens on Sunday. I don't have to get Petey on the phone. I don't have to get a text bubble going with Courtney to get my way out of this mess right here. But I've got this word and I've got understanding and I'm going to speak some things and I may not believe it today, but I'm going to keep saying it anyway. I'm going to keep saying it in faith anyway until I believe it. So that's just what I want to encourage you in today. I think a lot of us are at this point in our Christian lives where may, whether we realize it or not, we've taken some things for granted. But just cause you got in to the Christian Country Club doesn't mean that the work stops after you filled out your church application and after you got the right hand of fellowship and everybody shook your hand. It takes work to be successful in the kingdom. It takes work to really fulfill the plan of God in our lives. It is not easy to do. Think about it like this. Our sister is in this like rigorous graduate program now. Christina, I don't even know why you're here today. You must have like a, um, a, a little gap in your schedule. She's doing this program that is intensive and immersive. But I submit to all of you that right now we are all in the grad school of faith. And just like she has to do those rotations in those clinicals to make sure she knows what she's doing when she starts messing with somebody's life. Now we have a responsibility to get in that word because we are consistently doing surgery on our own lives. We have the power. We have the tools. God didn't just leave us empty handed. And if there's a problem, if there's a situation, if there's something that you're being confronted with in your faith and it's just not working out, it's because now, baby, you have graduated to graduate school and it's on you. God has done everything he's going to do. What are you saying day and night? What are you doing day and night? Oh, Lord, I need help. Now I'm just going to watch Netflix and binge watch this. I'm just going to look at this all day because I can't cope with my life. Get on the front line of your life and start speaking the word of God. Apply. You say you believe this. We believe this. We say we're living the kingdom. I want to see the kingdom in my life. I want it to be evident, not to anybody else, but to me. God, I know you're able and I know you can do it. I'm going to do my part. So that's all I have for you today. I wanna encourage you, think about, look at, assess. What are you doing day and night? What are you saying day and night? What is taking up the major real estate in your heart? What is taking first place when it comes to the way you prioritize your time? Is there really integrity in who you say you are and who you really are as a woman or man of God? And if you believe this word and you believe that this passage is true and every other passage is in the Bible, why would you not take the time to speak this over your life so that you can make your own way prosperous? I'm going to tell you here today, this is not to put pressure on you. This is to set you free. If you don't become the success you've seen yourself to be in your dreams, it's because you didn't apply the word of God to your life. It wasn't because you were in the wrong church. It wasn't because you were born in the wrong family. It wasn't because you took the wrong job. His grace is sufficient and his mercies are new every day. You make a mistake or a misstep. Oh, I shouldn't have made that decision. I shouldn't. I got to go back in my childhood and think about everything I've done. No, start speaking the word. If you want to do that, if that's the way the Lord is leading you, then go and by all means do that. But you better, if you're going to look at some book and some guru to take you and school you through what happened when you were four years old, you better get in Genesis 1-1 and start there. (laughs) In the beginning, I need to know what happened in my life. In the beginning, the word. And if the word was in the beginning and beget all of creation, how much more the word in our mouth can build some things in our realms for our families. Then I also want to encourage you this way. If you're just walking around, I'm meditating, I'm confessing, and there's nothing that's happening As a result, I'm not talking about necessarily that things aren't manifesting. I'm talking about that there's no action. If there's no corresponding action to what you're saying, then there's no integrity there either. We are what we read. We are what's in our hearts. We are what we say because of the abundance of what's in our hearts. And we are what we do because faith without works is nothing. I love you. God bless you. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for the word that we've been given. Lord, we thank you today that you, O great and holy Adonai, you spoke a thing and it became a thing. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who knew us before we were even in our mother's wombs. Lord, you know us, you designed us, and this, your word, we believe to be true. So we return to your word. We return to your truth. Help us to have integrity within ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that we are not righteous in our own selves, but we're righteous because of you. And we trust you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go with these confessions. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I cancel the assignment of the devil right now in Jesus' name. And I say that doubt, that fear, that they cannot exist in this atmosphere. That now we have heard and now we are accountable. And I thank you, Lord, for the peace that passes all understanding guarding our hearts and minds in christ jesus as we take everything to you in prayer as we speak your word day and night and as we do what you called us to do as a result of our faith in your word in jesus name we pray amen Amen.
0: that concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.